It's time for Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck, here's Lance Meadow. Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point is brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. American-made Peerless Boilers. Go to peerlessboilers.com for a dealer near you. PSENG, we make things work for you. And brought to you by the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event. Visit mbusa.com. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you as we are recapping. Big win for the Giants, 27-17 over the Eagles. As the Giants finally snapped that eight-game losing streak to Philadelphia. They had also lost 12 of 13, 21 of 25. And the Giants get their first back-to-back divisional wins since 2016. So they now sit at 3-7. and seven. The Eagles are 3-5-1, and one, both teams each with three victories. A lot to unravel as we move forward here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. And, Bob, it's two straight weeks now. Giants, number one, have protected the football, no turnovers. Number two, the defense getting critical stops. It was the pair of turnover on downs that the Giants forced today compared to the interceptions last week against Washington, and and that helped essentially seal the deal. Well, Lance, uh, you dig a little bit deeper into this. There there was a couple drives, obviously, where Philadelphia in the third quarter, the two drives that they put together, the 84-yard drive and the 75-yard drive, combined it only took 13 plays for the two drives. But for the most part of this game, Carl, it's what the Giants did on first and second down because Philadelphia wound up in this football game 0 for 9 on third downs. Yep. Uh, and on those 0 for 9s, 6 of the 9 were 9 or more yards, which means they had Philadelphia in long-yarded situations. And I thought the Giants' early down defense and tackling was very good, with the exception of those two drives in the third quarter where Philadelphia gashed him with big plays. Well, yeah, and you, you never got the feeling, just based on how the Giants were playing, that this momentum was going to swing to Philadelphia. Even on some of their explosive plays, the Giants seemed to be more composed in this game than ever before. Like answering when the Eagles come in and make a, you know, get a score, the Giants come back composed on offense and stay with what they were doing. So I think the work they do on first and second down certainly uh, was a big contributor to this victory because – you you hold a team to O for third down, you should win. And more good news for the Giants. Matt Prater of the Lions has just made a 59-yard field goal, and the Lions have defeated the Washington football team 30-27. to So the Giants remain a win ahead of Washington. Of course, they've got the season sweep of Washington. But that, Carl, and the fact that, Daniel Jones played a clean game, 21 of 28. No touchdowns, but no interceptions. He ran the ball well. And Wayne Gallman's numbers do not jump off the chart at you. 18 carries for 53, and he took a couple of blasts at the end of the game. But really, when Lemieux's in the game at left guard mm-hmm. and Zeitler's in at right guard, uh, and this offensive line combination, this is the best running we've seen of the Giants in a long time. They ran for 151 yards in this game. Yeah, and here's the thing. You say Wayne Gallman's uh, numbers don't jump off the screen, but his his yards were very important yards, Bob. I mean, he kept the chains moving, and they're not gouty, but, you know, key touchdown, uh, dive over the top, key first downs he's getting, key blocks he gets, but he is just a different type of energy for the run game. 
And remember, Gallman's touchdown run, the leaping, diving, mm-hmm. two-yard touchdown run, came on a fourth and one at the two, uh, which gave the Giants a 14-3 to lead. And, and Carl, uh, outside of the Leonard Williams silly penalty, the Giants had seven penalties for 64 yards. Uh, and two of which were delay of games intentional. Correct. And uh, – and then the other one, the one on Darnay Holmes, was just a, was a terrible call. And even the one on uh, Andrew Thomas, the hold, uh, there should have been offsetting penalties on that play. But I thought for the most part they played a clean game, and again special teams plays a factor in this game as well. Yeah, and I'll tell you, the big change of field position when the Giants' defense was holding and forcing punts, when the, the Eagles took the ball down in the red zone with their heels to the, the goal line, Giants forcing a punt, and Jabril Peppers getting a big kickoff return across midfield was just money for them. Yeah, set up a short field, which uh, Gano wound up kicking a field goal, which gave him a seven-point lead, Lance. Yeah, and also limiting Philadelphia in terms of its starting field position, just to piggyback off of Carl's point, was huge too. Critical plays by the special teams all the way around. We will step aside when we come back. We'll continue to recap the Giants' 27-17 victory over the Eagles. Later on, we'll hear from Joe Judge, get some player reaction as well, as the Giants snap the eight-game losing streak to the Eagles, improved to 3-7 and seven on the season. We'll be back right after this. Handoff Gallman runs right into, no, Jones keeps it. He runs left to the 20, 10, 5, and he's in for the touchdown. 34 yards for Daniel Jones. He faked me out again. <laughs> the Gallman and Jones goes around the left end, and this time he doesn't fall down, and it's a giant touchdown. That was the play of the game brought to you by Pepsi, the official soft drink of the New York Giants, as we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you. Giants top the Eagles 27-17. Daniel Jones had the 80-yard run in Week 7 against the Eagles. Couldn't finish. He gets the job done early to put the Giants on the board very quickly. They took an early 7-0 lead. They tacked on two more rushing touchdowns thanks to Wayne Goleman. And that brings us to the Giants' power report brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. They ran the ball 36 times for 151 yards. Daniel Jones leading the way with 9 for 64, plus the touchdown you heard. Wayne Goleman, 18 for 53, and two scores. Alfred Morris chipped in with 8 for 34. It adds up to a 10-point victory for the Giants. We'll open up the phone lines at 877-337-6666. Let's take a glance and check in with Dwight in Georgia. Dwight, welcome aboard. What do you got for us? Lance, how you doing, buddy? Doing all right, Dwight. What's on your mind? Oh, man, what a win. That's how you play 60 minutes of football. Even the best thing, no turnovers. I thought Daniel Jones played a phenomenal game. Um, I thought the defense stepped up when they did. I thought the offense played very well. I don't like that that soft zone defense, but I understand what they're trying to do when they do that. But 60 minutes of football, no turnovers, that was perfect. Loved it, every minute of it. You know, that that soft zone defense, I noticed something different this week than last week, though. Last week, when they went into their soft zone, the players, the the offense was getting 10-yard a clip. This time, they were getting seven, six, which meant that your defense was playing the sticks and coming up and making the tackle, which meant that clock was ticking. But every time they would give up those 10 yards against the the Washington team – it just, you know, you just get first downs and you don't eat up clock. So 
I noticed that they did tighten that up a little bit, making teams have to use more than one down to get the first down. Right. Thank you. All right, Dwight. Appreciate the phone yep. call. Thanks so much for checking in. Let's hear from Scott in Teterboro. Scott, what do you got for us? Yeah, great point, Carl, especially the Eagles. Whenever the Giants play the Eagles, it seems like whatever the Eagles need to do in these second halves, they do it. And they do it without taking much time off the clock. Mm -hmm. So exactly what you're saying, at least you let them go down the field and take some clock where they seem to do – it seems to be a perfect storm in these giant Eagle games where the Eagles tend to – they get the big giant drop on third down, which there was one today Mm -hmm. with Darius Slayton, or they'll get the big penalty, which – the Giants started to go down that rabbit hole, but but then they reached out and they got the no field goal, which, as we look outside now, that wind is getting even stronger now. Yeah. Good thing they got that game over when they did because with the weather coming in tonight. So I'm looking, Bob, uh, Lance, and Carl at the standings now, and it might certainly be nice three and two division record. It may be a race to five wins, maybe six wins amongst the teams. Now Redskins just got beat on a 59-yarder. Dallas sure. can't get out of their own way. And uh, you know, this this sorry, is about this is just about progress. And I, you know, I, yeah. I said early on that you just have to throw the expectations out the window and watch and chart the growth of this team. Yeah. And to your point, you can find you you start to chart the growth and you can start to see things coming together in a very bad dis- division now fans will be allowed to to dream a, a little bit about yeah, you know numbers, what could yeah. be but just manage expectations and and just see what happens because this is a team if you if you notice their personality they just focus from one week to the next each game plan is its own game plan and they don't talk a lot about what ifs or what happened you know, in the past, they just worry about putting the results on the field and seeing what happens. Absolutely. And like Lance and Bob always says, you don't know, you, you don't get too crazy with what's on your schedule because you don't know what those teams are going to be when you play. Yeah, you exactly. Know, you don't know how Cleveland's injured list is going to be or, or with Cincinnati in two weeks. So what you do is you enjoy Thanksgiving. You're all tied up in the win column. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you've got to love – you know what I loved about today? When they got into field goal range at the 30, mm-hmm. Woods can know who can kick from 70 yards, it seems. He beat the Giants with one. They didn't get crazy and try on third and 10 or third and 15 to get behind schedule and try a big play and get sacked out of field goal range. They got those three points just to keep just to keep momentum going and always be a score and a score and a half up on Philadelphia. Hey, guys, listen, it was great talking with you. Have a great Thanksgiving. Hey, I got you too. You too. Hey, Bob and Lance. I, I Bob brought up a very important point um, on Philadelphia's last score, and they went for two. And I thought, and I said to Bob, I thought that changed the way uh, Doug Peterson had to call the game, and it felt like he was chasing points because, as Bob said, if you just kick the field, I mean, kick the extra point you're within a field goal of tying the game. You missed the extra point. Now you put yourself within a touchdown to try to win a football game. And I just you just felt that they were chasing points the whole game. And, you know, and I think that changed the tenor of things too. Well, yeah, because it made it 21-17. It could have been 21-18. Then the Giants, uh, after, the, uh, after the Peppers return, get a field goal to go up seven. Um, but, you know, Philadelphia had a couple of drives there late where, you know, 
then instead of going for it on fourth down, they could have gone for it on three. They could have gone for a field goal because there was time remaining, and they sure. did have the wind at their back. I, I thought it was a curious decision at that point because uh, if you get two there, you know, that makes it 21-19. Um, you know, listen, Doug Peterson goes for two a lot, but I, I, I thought that was kind of crazy at that point. Well, and then it, it just it leads you to um, analytics and ego over – what the facts are on the ground. And if, you have, if you're have, if you 0 for third downs and you're facing a defense that's that's pretty stout, every once in a while you got to say, you know what, the analytics says this, but my common football gut tells me I need to keep this thing within a field goal because if I miss it, I'm chasing points. So sometimes, you know, analytics don't have a heartbeat. You got to look out on the field and say – is is my guy? Can my guys execute this, or am I just doing this because the the stat sheet or the formula says do it this way? Lance, well, it's interesting you bring that up. The only thing I was going to add, guys, is I wonder if the philosophy of the wind and not necessarily having confidence in Jake Elliott played a role in it because you know he has been shaky this season. I know he made all his extra points, but there's been some field goal opportunities where he hasn't delivered. Maybe that was part of the rationale as to why they kept the offense on the field going for two. And to Bob's point, that has been a part of the track record for Doug Peterson. But it did not work today as the Giants get the 10-point victory, 27-17. Big Blue Kickoff Live presented by the New York Lottery is the Giants' daily call-in show on Giants.com every weekday from 12 to 1, all part of the Giants podcast network presented by Investors Bank. The archives can be found on the Giants mobile app and on all popular podcast platforms. Moving forward, we'll hear from head coach Joe Judge, get his perspective on the Giants' second straight divisional win as well as player reaction as the Giants improved to three and seven on the season by beating the Eagles by 10 27 17 we'll be back right after this welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants extra point Lance Meadow Bob Papa Carl Banks with you Giants top the Eagles 27 17 to improve to three and seven on the season they win their second straight and they snap the Eagles two-game winning streak and also the eight-game winning streak that Philadelphia had on the Giants. It's now time for the Coach's Press Conference brought to you by the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event. Visit MBUSA.com. Let's listen in to what Joe Judge has to say. How's everyone doing today? This meeting is being Uh, recorded. First of all, I want to give a lot of credit to the Eagles. Um, It's a well-coached team. It's a very explosive team. Uh, They're a tough team to play. You know, playing a team like that within a span of just a few weeks apart you know, there's a lot of things that you prepare for, and there's a lot of adjustments that they make almost like extended halftime. They definitely do a good job of that. They did a good job in today's game making adjustments, keeping us on our toes. I thought both uh, or all three coordinators made good adjustments on our sidelines to keep us in it, keep moving through it. Um, probably the way the guys fought, we knew it was going to be a 60-minute game against Philadelphia. So we came out here. That was the emphasis. We had to finish the game. You know, went into halftime, a very similar situation to what it was last time we were down in Philly. We wanted to make sure we had a different result and came out as a team, and that was where the emphasis was to finish the game. So – that being said, open up to any questions you may have. Art Stapleton, no record. Hey, Joe. Uh, you had, you guys had moments today where it seemed like maybe if you played on your heels, maybe you would have given the Eagles a little bit of an opportunity, especially on offense. That, that shot that Daniel took to Slayton, can you just talk about the confidence that you guys had in not allowing to kind of sit back and kind of let them do maybe what they did to you the first time? Yeah, I mean, this is a team that if you think you're going to watch the clock tick down and it's just going to run out in your favor, you're going to be really wrong against the Eagles. They can score points at any point. Uh, look, obviously, in the first game, they scored a lot down the late stretch of the game the last five minutes. We couldn't sit back today and in any way, shape, or form think that we hadn't scored enough points. The emphasis was to keep scoring, to keep playing, 
play the entire game on through. It's always emphasis, but with these guys, we knew it had to be, you know, very driven towards getting points on as many drives as we can. Um, you know, look, Daniel made a lot of big-time throws. Say we had a lot of receivers make big-time catches, you know, contested catches in traffic. We've got a lot of guys making tough plays right now down the field. You know, we're always coaching and playing with an aggressive mentality. So in terms of having a lead, the lead really doesn't mean anything to us, to be honest with you. You know, other than just knowing how some other team may play something situationally. But we knew it was going to be a 60-minute game, so we were going to stay aggressive throughout the entire thing. Daniel made some big-time throws today. Tom Rock, Newsday. Joe, have you seen the updated standings in the division yet? I have not, Tom, and I'll tell everyone right now it's irrelevant. You know, the only thing that matters is if we keep improving as a team and go 1-0 every week. So, you know, the overall standings, we're not going to look at those. We're not going to focus on those. That's not an emphasis of our organization. Um, we've got to keep improving as a team to give ourselves a chance to be the program we want to be. And then just to sort of piggyback on Art's question, that drive after they cut it to three in the third quarter where uh, two big strikes going down the field, how important was that just to the team's mentality? Yeah, I think it's just important to have execution like that going down the field and having some big plays, you know, back to back down there and get us in position and finish the drive off. You know, with this team, we knew they were going to score points continuously. We had to be able to answer drives. Uh, look, we came out in the second half. I don't think we started as fast as we wanted to. They did a good job on their part, but we we responded the right way. You know, as a team, we responded the right way, and I'm proud of the way the players played it on through. Jordan Rana, ESPN. Hey, Joe. Um, hey, Joe. Preaching, you know, improvement, of, and that, that's kind of what you want from your team. What's different from your team now the team, and the team that you had on the field today from the first time you played them compared to now? Well, I think we've improved in a number of areas. Uh, you know, third down, two minute, these have been big emphasis for us throughout the season. I see that improvement from our team. I think the more time our players continually spend in our systems with Pat, Jason, and T-Mac, the more, the more they understand and the more that we can build on what we can do, you know, within a game plan within multiples. And that makes the adjustments on the sideline a lot easier because you can teach the players the same, we're going to play this defense now. It's just like playing XYZ, the other defense, and they can correlate that into what their new assignment is. Um, look, I see the same fight in our teams that we've had the entire year. These guys haven't blinked. They haven't wavered. You know, we keep the emphasis on improving. That's really the most important thing for us. I've seen a lot of that continuously throughout the year. Um, you know, really no different this week. I think these guys had a heck of a week of practice. And the way that they practice is the way it really reflects in how we play on Sundays. You know, we're out there for two rainy days today. Probably the only disappointing thing about today was that it didn't rain. Um, you know, and the players were probably looking at me like, you know, come on, man. But, you know, we're going to be outside regardless, so. Pat Leonard, Daily News. Joe, what do you learn from Daniel Jones in a game like this where there's so much riding on it for, for you guys in your season? And he plays, he passes so accurately. He makes prudent decisions. He seemed decisive, you know, just seemed to put it all together in a game that you guys really needed. What, what does that tell you about him? I didn't learn anything new about Daniel today. You know, I've known that the entire time working with him. I think we all have internally. And that's why the team has so much confidence in Daniel, and that's why he is our quarterback. You know, we're going to play aggressive with Daniel, and he's done a heck of a job of making the plays when we need it and, you know, making better decisions as we go on throughout the season. This guy's a young player who's developing. He's learning a lot every week. You can see his improvement week to week. Um, you know, sometimes there's, you know, sometimes there's something you want to get off the tape, and he understands that. We correct that in practice, work it hard. Um, but there's a lot of games he's played where maybe there's a blemish that takes away from the 99% of the really good football he's played. Um, but Daniel continues to really be an improving player. He's a tough dude. He's a really tough dude, mentally tough and physically tough. And that, you know, that really spreads throughout our, our entire team. When he steps in that huddle, 
you know, there's 10 guys looking at him knowing that he's going to be the one to give him the answer to what the problem may be on the field. R. Schwartz, New York Post. Hey, Joe. Um, could, could you tell in the building at all that um, people are really anxious to beat the Eagles? You know, you, you haven't inherited this whole streak. You know, you only had one previous one. But could you tell that guys in this organization were sick of losing to the Eagles? I think people are just, you know, sick of losing any game. And, you know, whoever we play on a given Sunday, we want to win that game. They, they all hurt, you know, the same if you don't come out with the result you want. We pour a lot into this, you know, profession as players and coaches on a weekly basis. So we don't want to always work to get the, you know, results we want. Uh, but it's a division game. So obviously it's important to go out there and win for a lot of reasons. You know, this is something we want to make sure that, you know, we couldn't come out here today and leave any meat on the bone. We had to make sure we finished as a team and get the results we wanted. Matt Lombardo, fan-sided. Hey, Joe. Um, kind of along those lines, last week you guys get the two interceptions late to seal the win. Today you get two big stops. You get off the field. Um, can you just talk about the growth of your defense over the whole year and kind of how that's translated the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I think, you know, all the defensive coaches have done a tremendous job in really bringing these guys along. We talk all the time about really the improvement week to week and continually seeing that. And to me, it's when the fundamentals marry up with the scheme on the field. The fundamentals are ten times more important than the scheme. You know, I see these guys being able to go ahead and understand a bigger picture concept and push forward with that. So I see kind of a lot of guys who are younger players, you know, really move on. Excuse me one second. Hey, whoever's got that, turn that off. Just turn that off. Sorry, guys. Um, so I see the players improving across the board. And, you know, Pat's really kind of evolved what he's calling, you know, based on what we have to do within the game and who we have available. Thanks. Zach Rosenblatt, NJ.com. Hey, Joe, I'm just, what, what can you say about Wayne Gallman and the kind of the season he's having? It seems like, especially the last few weeks, he's running with like a purpose that we haven't even seen from him in the past. And you, you obviously knew like all the talk about him coming into this year, you had him produced and stuff like that. But it seems like he's really turned a corner. Like what, what can you say about Wayne and the way he's progressed through the year? I think Wayne's a tough dude. And I think that's what's showing up in how he plays. He's running the ball tough. He's got a lot of mental toughness to him. Um, you know, we ask him to do a lot of things and he's responding really well. This isn't, you know, maybe the scheme he's played in throughout his entire career, but he's really done a good job of learning and adapting to it and being a very productive player for us. He does a lot of things, man. He's improved a lot, you know, throughout the way. You know, there's a lot of little things we have to emphasize along the way with all of our players, you know, but I've seen him fundamentally really improve in ball security and open field running, you know, in the goal line type runs, of make sure we get that thing across the goal line, carrying it with our pads, not reaching the ball out. So I'm very pleased with how Wayne's playing. I know the team gets a real big spark when he's in there and really gets us a lot of yards. But same with Alfred, same with Dion, same with Devontae when he's healthy. You know, we look forward to using all those guys on a weekly basis. Thanks. We'll take two more, Ed Valentine, Otis Livingston, Ed Valentine, SB Nation. Coach, I just wanted to ask you also about the improvement, not just from Wayne, but in the running game overall. Um you know, another big game, you know, some runs from Daniel, some runs from, from everybody. Just for you, what's been, what's been the key to that? Yeah, I think it all starts up front with the line. And these guys have done, been doing a really good job of blocking, you know, run blocking, pass blocking. We've improved every week. You know, I've been kind of telling that guys in every press conference that we've had. You guys keep asking about, you know, what do we see or what's going on? I see a lot of improvement across the board. And you talk about the run game. I think we've really found our identity in terms of what we are as a team. That doesn't pigeonhole us that we can't do things outside of what we've already ran. We'll keep expanding on that and growing as a team within the playbook, within the game plans. But I think it all starts up front. We've got runners that run the ball hard. You know, the passing game helps keep them honest. You know, Daniel being able to pull the ball and run the ball, you know, at the back gate, you know, kind of keeps them honest with some of the fast flow they can have to the ball with the running back. 
But to me, it all starts up front of the offensive line. Those guys have done a really good job of just coming off the ball, playing a physical style of football and finishing blocks. Last one here, Otis Livingston, CBS. All right, Coach. I know you said that uh, it's insignificant as far as the standings go, but how good does it feel to see your team play two weeks in a row after having so many games come down to the wire and not be able to seal the deal? But the last two weeks been able to seal the deal. And also, your quarterback hasn't turned the football over for the second week in a row. Yeah, I'm just happy our players, you know, all the hard work they put in, that they can see some results for it. And that's really what they work for. So I'm happy they can come away, you know, tonight and going into a bye week and have a good taste in their mouth. Now, that being said, we're going to have to get back to work on Tuesday and Wednesday and take some steps forward going into those final six games. Uh, it'll be a quick turnaround, but we got to let them have some time to get their bodies right, their minds right. But at the same time, we got to get better as a football team this week. So, look, I'm pleased for the players. Uh, their hard work's paying off, you know, the entire year. I think they can see that on the tape. Um, so, you know, the record stuff, that'll take care of itself. We just got to keep worrying about improving as a football team and moving forward on a daily basis. And Daniel, as far as the turnovers? Yeah, I think Daniel's a guy who's continually growing within his profession, his position. Um, we have a lot of confidence in him. You know, look, it takes 11 people on the field plus a coach to make a call and position coaches to coach it correctly throughout the week to put us in a position to really have good ball security. So it's everybody involved. It's never one person. So we've been saying throughout the year, it's got to be everyone's got to coach better and play better. That still holds true today. We all have to coach better and play better down this stretch. The teams are going to be more competitive and better down the stretch because there's more tape to watch of us. And everyone's had more time to work together as a team and get in sync to what their own identity is as well. So, you know, in terms of you know turnovers, we never want to turn the ball over. We want to eliminate penalties. We want to make sure we don't have mental errors in the game and how we play. And those three things right there will give you a chance to win if you just don't screw it up. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Coach. All right, so that was head coach Joe Judge reflecting on his team's 27-17 win over the Eagles as they now improve to 3-7 and overall entering the bye week. For more game analysis, check out Giants Rewind each week for a breakdown of the X's and O's with analysis from one of our Giants legends. All part of the Giants Podcast Network presented by Investors Bank, available on your favorite podcast platforms, Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. We will step aside, continue to go over the Giants' big win over the Eagles at MetLife Stadium as well as look ahead to what comes up after the bye. Hang tight. We'll be back right after this. This is Daniel Jones, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you as we are recapping the Giants' 27-17 victory over the Eagles. Right before the break, we heard from head coach Joe Judge, got his thoughts on the game, and one of the things he talked about at the tail end of that press conference was the fact that the Giants have done a good job protecting the football over the last two weeks, no turnovers, and mentioned it was a team effort. And Bob, that really brings us to the offensive line because we focused on the rushing attack and, of course, Daniel Jones' decision-making, but I think we have to at least talk about the progress that unit has made that's a big reason why they've run for over 100 yards in five straight games and even though the Eagles have a strong pass rush you never really felt as if they were a disruptive force that Eagles front seven throughout the course of this game yeah I mean uh, Andrew Thomas got called on Jones's second touchdown run uh, for a hold but other than that I mean they played a they played a good game Parrott comes in there he does a nice job Um, you know listen They've been running the ball a lot more effectively since Shane Lemieux has been at sure. left guard. Now, Zeitler got hurt, so they had to put Hernandez in and then move Lemieux over. But this team's got to run the football, Carl. I mean, it's, it's plain and simple. When they run it and they're not one-dimensional, because they don't have the guys to be one-dimensional right. that but, way. But it also, because they come into every game with a, a plan, 
<clears throat> you can hear the coach in his presser saying you guys are kind of getting an idea what our identity is. Well, that identity serves them well in one area of the football field. That's in the red zone. Because, and I said it during our broadcast, some teams that are pass happy and they spread the field, once this field starts to shrink, your options are limited. With the Giants, they can do whatever they do from, you know, midfield all the way into the end zone because they have personnel in play calls that involve running the football. And then, look, I mean, Shepard was targeted six times, six catches, 47 yards. Slayton was targeted seven times, five catches um, for 93 yards. He had the big 40-yarder. Tate, two for 44. I mean, the Giants won this game and put 27 points up on the board in a game in which Evan Ingram really wasn't a factor. I mean, targeted three times. He had two catches for 15 yards. Because you have a running game, and it creates versatility in what you can do offensively. And allows the team to finish in the red zone, most important, which is what the two of you highlighted. Giants going two for three in the red zone, now nine of 11 over the last few games. That has been a big part of the turnaround. Guys, always appreciate the time and the insight. Enjoy the bye, and we'll speak to you in two weeks. Yeah, Lance, I have one thing about that red zone thing. Yes. I'm curious because... uh, well, I guess I guess the penalty put the ball to twenty three. Okay, I just answered my own question as I looked at the game book. No questions asked. Thank you. Lance. There we go. No problem. Hey, we neatly close up shop with Bob Pop and Carl Banks as the Giants are victorious 27-17 over the Eagles. We will step aside as we move forward. We'll get more player reaction. We'll also get to your phone calls at 877-337-6666 as the Giants now are 3-7 and seven on the season. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. We welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point as the Giants took care of business against the Eagles 27-17 at MetLife Stadium, snapping their eight-game losing streak to the Eagles and, most important, tying the Eagles in the win column. But Philadelphia, of course, still in first place at 3-5-1. and one. Let's name our player of the game, and there are certainly a number of candidates. The player of the game brought to you by the members and contractors of Local 825 Operating Engineers, ELAC 825, Building Our Future. And we're going to go with somebody on the defensive side of the ball for the second straight week because just as this man helped seal the deal against Washington last week with one of the two game-ending interceptions, Jabril Peppers did a little bit of everything in this game. Seven tackles, led the way for the Giants, six solo. He also had half a sack, two tackles for a loss, had a quarterback hit. Remember, he had the 20-yard punt return to help the Giants get an extra field goal to make it a two-possession game, and all of that added up to help the Giants get that 10-point victory and knock off the Philadelphia Eagles for the first time since 2016. I will bring in Jeff Eagles as we move along here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point, and this was... A true team effort, Jeff, in terms of all three facets. Mm. Special teams with what Riley Dixon did in terms of not giving gifts and field positioning to the Eagles. You look at the defense forcing a pair of turnover on downs. And then the mix of the rushing attack and Daniel Jones's decision-making. You can argue that all three facets put their stamp on this, vic- on this victory today. No question. No question. I actually thought you were going to go player of the game with Daniel Jones, who led in passing and rushing. But, uh, you know, that's okay. That's who I would have picked. We'll do a makeup call a little okay. bit later on in the season. Yes. But to your point, 
complimentary football. That's what this is. Um, amazing to me when you look at this team from start to finish to where we started the season to where we're at now. We're talking about two games in a row now with no turnovers. Where we're talking up before, you know, in the first part of the season, there are two and three turnovers a game. So, obviously, it's clicking. The guys understand what happens when you turn the football over. But that's not easy. That's not easy not to do. And I think that it comes with good decision-making out of your quarterback. Um, certainly when you have no turnovers, I mentioned this in the pregame shows that you play with confidence. The team plays with confidence and you have the ability to think you can go out and do things that normally you don't think you can. So, um, I think that the Giants are playing with so much emotion and so much, uh, confidence going into this game today and coming out of it. It's a great time. Now buys are always good. But sometimes buys, Lance, can be bad because all of a sudden you're winning two games in a row. What type of a team are you going to see in two weeks from now? So you just kind of – I don't think we're going to see much of a difference. I think this team is locked and loaded and ready to go. Well, it's a matter of maintaining momentum, which yeah. is essentially what you're hitting on, Jeff. Now, interestingly – But it's funny because, you know, that Judge, Joe Judge does not believe in that momentum. He believes – he does not believe in those. And you see the way that he coaches, Lance. He comes in – It's every, every game is different. Uh, you can see that this is how this team plays. So they're not going to use that, that crutch as the momentum thing. They're just going to use it as another team that they got to play on the schedule. Um, I believe in momentum. I think that, that I think momentum coming off of that Washington game, coming into a game like this last week, play, I mean, this week playing the Eagles, I think the momentum was there because of the turnovers that they didn't do last week. This gave them a lot of confidence that they can come and beat this team, which, by the way, you and I both know, they should have won this game last time. Well, and I also think the semblance of the rushing attack, too, over the last few weeks has helped that cause, too, because that certainly has been a difference maker. And we're going to get more in to the rushing attack. But first, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Dustin Johnson wins the Masters for the first time, his second major title overall. Listen to Boomer and Geo tomorrow morning from 6 to 10, WFAN, WFAN WFAN-FM, New York. And we were talking about momentum right before that, and the reason I bring up the rushing attack, because you talked about, Jeff, on the defensive side of the ball. Okay, well, you get the two turnovers, the defense getting a feel for one another, mm-hmm. and help them close out the game. On the offensive side of the ball, the ability now to run the ball effectively, specifically in the red zone. And you notice that has been a big difference maker in terms of helping them complete drives and get into the Huge. end zone. Huge, because at one point in the season, the Giants were 2 for 10 in the red zone. Um, and we were talking about that's just, you know, the, their Achilles heel, the Giants that, you know, even if they were able to get to take takeaways and, and go down there and, you know, your big crutches, you know, if you get takeaways, you're going to score points off it, but they would get down into the red zone and they couldn't score. Well, now I think I, I thought I heard you say they're nine of 11 in the last uh, 11 trips. So, you know, what what comes from that? How, do, how can that be such a big change? Well, there's a couple things. And the number one is that you are able to run the football, which, be, which, which now you're able to open up your playbook and run different things. This team did an exceptional job on first and second downs today. In the first half, they were le- on third downs, they were less than three yards on all of their third downs. Now, you have third downs in the red zone too, so you've got to have perfectly designed plays, and you've got to execute those plays. We, these are things that we're talking about that we weren't talking about a month ago, a month and a half ago, about execution, big plays in every facets of the game, big plays in the kicking game, big plays in the defensive game, sacks, ter- takeaways. There wasn't any today, but they had five last week. We're talking about players making plays to win games and the progression of this team. That's all we've talked about all season. We've had to have it come together, and now this team is starting to come together, and they're getting those big plays from the players. 
And that's why they also have won two straight divisional games. 27-17 win over the Eagles. Giants now 3-7 and on the season. We'll step aside when we come back. We'll be hearing from Daniel Jones. Get his perspective on a big win for Big Blue at home. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jeff Fiegels with you here as we're recapping the Giants' 27-17 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles as the Giants win their second straight, improved to 3-7. and seven. And we are now joined by a very special guest. This interview brought to you by Toyota, the official vehicle of the Giants. None other than the starting quarterback for Big Blue, Daniel Jones. Daniel, first of all, congratulations on the win. You got Lance Meadow and Jeff Fiegels here on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Greatly appreciate the time today. How's everything on your end? Uh, going well, going well. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Well, let's start with the Giants' rushing attack here, Daniel. You've now run for over 100 yards as a team in five straight games. You obviously have played an integral role in that. What has that done for the overall offense, specifically in the productivity in the red zone? Uh, yeah, I think that's been you know important for us. And, and um, you know, the guys up front are doing an incredible job opening up holes for uh, – for the backs and and uh you know i certainly benefit from that as well so um you know those guys have done a done a great job you know you see wayne wayne's doing a great job hitting holes and and, and making big runs offers come in and and uh you know done the same so um you know i think you know a lot of credit goes to uh the guys up front and, and how they're how they're blocking it and open up holes for for all of us to run through Daniel, yeah, congratulations on the game today. I, you know, when you come into these games, you understand that the NFC East as a whole, it continues to turn the football over, all these football teams. I know this has been a point of emphasis for you and for your team. Uh, you go down to Washington last week and no turnovers. You turn around, you work this week, and you come into another division game and don't turn the ball over again. What are some of the point of emphasis that you've made personally and what, the, what has the team been doing lately to all of a sudden just rid this causing, this problem with these turnovers? Yeah, you know, I think it's something that we'll continue to, to focus on, continue to to stress and make sure we're, uh, you know, we're doing, we're, we're improving. You know, I think that's a challenge every time you, you come out, uh, you know, every time you play is, is to, you know, take care of the ball. And that's you know, plays a huge, huge role in uh, field position and, and uh, you know, gives, gives a big advantage to, um, you know, whoever's not able, whoever doesn't turn the ball over. So, you know, I think, you know, we're, just, we're, we're executing, we're, uh, take advantage of the opportunities that are there and then uh, you know, not pressing, not, not forcing things when, um, you know, when they're not there. Uh, you know, I think that's kind of uh, the approach we've taken and, and uh, you know, we've got to continue to uh, continue to work on that. Well, Daniel, speaking of taking what the defense gives you and walking that fine line of being aggressive and looking for perhaps the easy way to move the chains, probably a huge turning point in this game was that 40-yard completion that you had to Darius Slayton on a second and 10, which ultimately set up the field goal that made it a two-possession game. What did you see on that play, and how critical was that to get yourselves in Philadelphia Eagles territory? Yeah, that was a that was a big play for us and, and a great call there uh, by Coach Garrett. You know they were expecting us to to run the ball there and try to keep it on the ground to to eat the clock out and and um, you know we had an opportunity there uh, with Darius to to go down the field and and make a play and uh, you know he made an incredible catch there uh, you know making a play for us and uh, you know that that was a big big play in the game and and I think. Um, you know, I think Coach Garrett deserves a lot of credit, and, and uh, you know, obviously they were expecting the run, and, 
an opportunity for us to to make a play down the field. So, um, you know, good execution there and a, and a great play by Darius. Daniel, I know you you spend a lot of time with Jason Garrett, um, both in the classroom, at the facility, and on the sidelines with your little iPads or whatever they're called. Talk to me a little bit about the in-game adjustments that you've been able to make the last couple of weeks to uh, you know to improve in both their passing efficiency and your running. Um, are these are these things that are being made on the sidelines? Are they being made at the 12 minutes that you're in at halftime? Enlighten us a little bit on what's going on over there on the sideline. Yeah, you know, I think that's a you know something we're working through throughout the game, and and uh, you know you prepare all week uh, expecting the defense to play a certain way, and you know sometimes you, you get a lot of that, sometimes you don't, sometimes there's a little wrinkle they'll, they'll throw at you. So, um, you know, these past couple of weeks are obviously teams that we know well, teams that we've played before and and you know played recently. So uh, we had a good feel for them coming in, and, and you know a lot of stuff we had prepared and, and practiced all week and. Um, you know, we continued to, to work that stuff in and, and uh, you know, continued to look at what they were doing to us and, and, you know, how we could get certain things called in certain situations. So, um, you know, that's kind of the process is, is based off what we're seeing, what, we're, what we've prepared for, what we've, what we've practiced, and then, uh, you know, finding good times to, to call it. He is Daniel Jones, starting quarterback for the Giants, helping the team top the Eagles 27-17. Daniel, congrats on the win again. Rest up over the course of the bye weekend. Look forward to seeing you back out on action against the Bengals following the bye. Thanks again. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah, thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Daniel Jones with us here as the Giants get the job done at home at MetLife Stadium. And one of the things that, of course, he was talking about was Jason Garrett's play calling, Jeff. And that's Mm -hmm. something that we've been also discussing week in and week out. It seems as if week by week with more comfort under their belts that he's able to expand the playbook a little bit, Jason Garrett, in terms of what he's able to call. And then, of course, now with a semblance of a rushing attack, you're now keeping the defense on its toes in terms of you have to respect the run as opposed to thinking the Giants are only going to make up for things with their arms. Well, I think this, this Eagles defense had to respect the, uh, the run option today um, out of Daniel Jones. I think, you know, that, that's, a, that's an integral play of this offense because, if you, I mean, Daniel Jones has got some speed. And if you get him outside and he's got an open area to run, he's going he's gonna to do some damage. So I think you saw a lot of that in that Eagles defense being a little bit hesitant um, to really just pin their ears back and, and try to defend the run game because they have that option of the RPO or the read option, whatever you want to call it. I think that when you talk about Jason Garrett and the, and the progression up to this point in the season, we talked a lot about this offense being designed around Saquon Barkley, and all of a sudden he goes out of the lineup. So now you are dealing with different personnel. Look at look at Alfred Morris. He was not here at the beginning of the year. The Giants didn't know about, really know, this staff didn't really know much about Wayne Gallman. I mean, the staff's previous they did, but, man, he has come back and shown this uh, staff and this team that he can play. So I think the personnel that Jason Garrett is getting to understand and learn the ins and outs and what are the good things that they do and what are the bad things they do, the rotation of that offensive line is something that's that's now kind of kicking in. So it's all about, you know, timing and how things get better. And you look at that team from the from the Dolphins that Patrick Graham coached at last year. Look what happened to that team last year in the second half of the season. They played very well. I see the same thing happening with the Giants. Yeah, a lot of similarities to your point, Jeff, between both of the teams in terms of Miami being a tough out last season. It may have not shown up in terms of the standings, but they were a very complex team that you had to solve down the stretch, especially after they had lost some personnel yeah. along the way. And real, and real quickly, you know, if you look at this Giants team and you look at the games they've lost and, and how they lost those games, 
what's critical to understand here is that the Giants are, are they did something about that the last couple of weeks. They they have so-called learned how to win, right? Well, learning how to win is is executing and and doing things you're supposed to, um, and putting game putting plays together, and and that's what this team's doing. If this team was if they could do this five weeks ago, four weeks ago, this the it, the division would be there already. Or it would be somebody's at this point, you figure, in terms of how the first half of the season is going for just about everybody in the NFC East. Well, we still have plenty more to get into as the Giants victorious over the Eagles 27-17. So stick with us if you're listening to us on The Fan in New York. We'll be right back with more postgame coverage. But it's time to say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network and on the Giants digital platforms. Final score once again, Giants 27 Eagles 17 as the Giants now have won two in a row and they improve to three and seven entering the bye. You've been listening to Giants football on the WFAN Giants radio network driven by the Hess Toy Truck.